Welcome to Joe Picks World Cup team. In this speed podcast, Joe, abandoned by his U.S. men's national team, is evaluating all 32 World Cup teams to find out who he should root for in 2018. This week, we are evaluating Panama. Will Panama crumble under Joe's thorough canalysis, or will they go straight into the Sweet 16? Dan, what an intro. The puns are back. Speed round. I love it. Your, your joke writers are great, Dan. Yeah. That was, that was solid. They should be paid slightly more. All right, Joe. Look, it's a speed <laughs> episode. There's no need to diddle around. Let's get Let's into get, it, Dan. Let's get right into it. The drink, Panama. The national liquor is Seco Herrerano, which is a cane syrup version of vodka. The most famous cocktail seems to be the Chiquita Panama. He says... Sean's knowledge of Panama is that they have a canal. Oh, Sean, how unworldly of you. Joe, I could not find any of this Seiko Herrano in the States, but I did find a rum that was an export of Panama, Panamanian rum, and I have made the drink he recommended, which says mix mix the Seiko with grapefruit juice and grenadine. Now, I did not have grapefruit juice, so I used instead sparkling, uh, like clementine, whatever, that Italian soda. So I have (laughs) Panamanian rum, sparkling clementine, and grenadine, and it's delicious, Joe. Well, see, so Dan, I didn't have grenadine or grapefruit juice or Panamanian rum, so I'm mixing rum with grapefruit LaCroix. (laughs) <laughs> which is also really good that actually be good because i was uh, once you have the grenadine in there it's like you don't need any more sweet so i some uh grapefruit wakoi i think would would hit the spot all right well look we're on a roll joe let's go straight into a section i like to call homeland handbook speed homeland handbook People, the people of this great nation of Panama are A, Panamanian, a group of Panamanians who are all Panamanian. Which, by the way, is actually a really quite fun word to say. It's a great name, yeah. It's great. The languages, all right, get ready for this. The official language is Spanish, but indigenous languages, including Negabare or Guayami, Buglere, Kuna, Embera, Unan, Naso, and Bribri are also spoken, including... In addition to Panamanian English Creole, which is Dan, similar your, to... your pronunciation of Nigabare was fantastic. I <laughs> want to just compliment that. In addition to Panamanian English Creole, which is similar to Jamaican English Creole, a mixture of English and Spanish with elements of Nigabare, also known as Guari Guari and Koan Creole, <laughs> English, Chinese, Yu and Hakka, Arabic, French Creole, and other including Yiddish, Hebrew, Korean, and Japanese. I mean, it makes sense. When you have the world's most trafficked canal, like, a lot of cultures go there. You're right. Everybody passes through. The religions, 85% Roman Catholic, 15% Protestant. So, (laughs) that 
The religion, that's set in stone. That's not changing. <laughs> and the capital city is, of course, Panama City. Keeping it simple. Love it. All right, Joe. What is the chief export of Panama? Okay. I mean, I'm tempted to say canal access, but I don't think that's a, technically an export. So I'm not going to say that. But I actually think I know what Panama is. A country? I know that Panama is a country. I know it's a city also. Uh, no, I know what their, their export is because I was in the grocery store and I noticed that the tiny sticker on the bananas said Panama. So I think it's bananas. Okay, Joe, survey says. Yes! Oh my God, I'm on a roll tonight. But you only get one me likey. So that's our second biggest export. Although I have to put a huge asterisk on this one because normally I go to the chief export website. And sorry, I have to do this as a speed explanation, but it's very confusing. Their chief exports made no sense because the, all of their <laughs> chief exports were the same as their chief imports. And this is just not the case for other countries. So I was like, oh, is the website right, Why would you up? be importing something that you export? That doesn't make any sense. So basically, their like, chief export was pharmaceuticals, but their chief import was pharmaceuticals like in the exact same dollar amount. And their second chief export was uh, electronics, but that was also their second biggest chief import. And so on the net basis, basically – I think Panama might be involved in some sort of import export scam where are they are they basically I, money laundering for every other country? I think so because otherwise it made no sense. But then I was like this you know obviously if they're just importing something exporting it like it's ruining oh, the whole sanctity. No, 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 no. I know why. Oh my god, Dan, it's obvious. So you have a boat of electronics. You go into the canal, it's being imported into panama when you leave the canal it's being exported out of panama oh no that's way why. that's the case come no, on it's 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 it is technically the case so everything that goes through the canal is technically both imported and then exported out of panama well what you're saying is like an actual explanation for this that can't be right <laughs> no it's it totally cannot true. be right although it's, i will say the dollar amounts were like staggering of these yeah, things so exactly because it's it's all the electronics that's being shipped through the panama canal i don't believe that but i'll say if one of the super fans wants to figure this out i would be really interested but dude oh, i just figured it out for us why I don't are you appealing to our super fans a boat passing through the country does it cannot does not count as like no, see, importing this bullshit, all this Dan, stuff because I give a perfectly plausible explanation, but then super fan Josh is going to be like, well, actually, technically, it's true because blah blah blah, and you're going to be like, oh wow, Josh, Josh taught us something. How come I can't teach you something, Dan? Well, are you a doctor? No. Well, technically, yes, I'm a jurist doctor. All right, there you go. But see, that's the problem. You don't have the confidence. Josh is just going to tell me with confidence. You should just be defending your point. But anyways, regardless, after I uh, after I weeded through all of this import-export scam, which may or may not be related to the canal, I don't know, there are two top ones that actually were like net exports. Number one was fish, and the second was fruits and nuts, and their biggest fruit export is bananas, Joe. That is why you got a... But Joe, get I'll take this. It. I'll take it. All of their exports are absolutely dwarfed by canal crossings, which you also said. Canal crossings account for 10% of their GDP. 
I mean, it doesn't surprise me. I'm actually surprised it's only 10%. Well, 10% is a fucking shitload of, of GDP for one thing. Again, that's like, it's like profit. Like, that's the revenue right, they right, make from the right. canal. Anyways, all right, Joe. You're, you've, you're, you're three me likeys for me likeys thus far. Can you make it four for four? Can you make it a perfect me likey, me likey, me likey, me likey? Out of the 32 World Cup countries, where does Panama rank in population? Okay, I think, I think Panama's a little small uh, on the smaller side. So I'm going to say 28. Survey says... Yes! But that only gets one me likey because you're off by two. But you're allowed that. They're 30th, Joe. They oh, are wow, small. very small. Okay. They're tiny. They're 30th out of 32. They so, are. So, so we haven't done Iceland yet. That's the smallest. And then Uruguay. And it's, they're the third smallest. They're the third smallest. Wow. Is Uruguay 31? I don't even remember that. I thought Uruguay was really tiny, but maybe I'm. I don't think Uruguay is that tiny. Well, you're right, Joe. Damn it. Oh, see, if superfan Josh was like, Uruguay is really small, you'd be like, oh, Josh. You're right. I would do that. All right, <laughs> Joe, you're right again. Fine. And you're right about Iceland, which we haven't even done yet. But yes, we've now, Iceland's 32, Uruguay's 31, and Panama clocks in at number 30 with 4 million people. Yes, less than the population of New York City. But more than the population of both Seattle and San Francisco. So there you go. Pretty big. And Joe, let's just jump right into that. Let's look at their history of the World Cup. And you know, Joe, it's a speed episode. So I think we should just focus on 2018. We shouldn't focus on any of the past World Cups. Totally agree. And you know what, Joe? It's actually easy because they've never qualified for the World Cup before. They've never played in the World Cup. Well, uh, you know, uh, that that makes it uh, the history pretty easy to talk about. They did uh, have an interesting road to qualification that I think involved the U.S. team, though. Yes. I mean, the road to qualification, I, my memory of the road to qualification is that in the penultimate game, the United States absolutely thrashed Panama 4-0, and the U.S., was put in a situation where all we had to do was beat Trinidad and Tobago to get in. And, of course, we lost, and Panama won, and Honduras won, and there you go. I mean, you know, it... it, it you can't really blame Panama. Because, because all they... Look, they won an improbable game where... Panama, I mean, the, the the only tough part about it, you could say, is Panama was playing a team, Costa Rica, that had nothing to play for, but Panama was down 1-0 in the game, and they came back and scored two goals, and, you know, they scored the late goal. I mean, it's just the type of thing that Panama qualifies over the United States. The United States crushed Panama 4 to nothing like, a week before, and then, but at the same time, we saw the same thing in the, the prior episode. Chile beat Peru twice. I mean, not just once, twice. I think Panama actually beat the United States. Oh, uh, the first game, Panama drew the United States. Right, but but the difference in talking about Panama compared to Peru is that we are the Chile in that scenario, and I don't like that. Yeah, I don't like being the Chile. We're the Chile. Look, all we had to do was beat – 
All we had to do was draw Trinidad Tobago, and we would have been fine. We didn't. And look, it's not even Panama didn't even qualify in fourth. Panama qualified in third. They got the automatic spot. <laughs> it was Honduras who had to play the Intercontinental Playoff, which, of course, they lost and did not. So CONCACAF only has three qualifiers. Anyways, the group. Now, normally I say, oh, we've already done this before. Just look back to XYZ episode. But, Joe, we've done 16 episodes. We have yet to do a single team from this group. What? New group. New That's group. insane. I know. Play the new group jingle. All right, new group. Bum, bum, bum. Group G. Containing Belgium. Okay. England. Love it. Tunisia. Uh Fellow speed round team, Tunisia. And Panama. So, let's learn a little bit about this group. Belgium is the favorite to win. Got a 50% chance, according to the odds makers, to win the group. About an 84% chance to advance. England, 41% chance to win. 83% chance to advance. So almost the same as Belgium. And then, bringing up the rear, we have Tunisia, 5% chance to win. 20% chance to advance. And Panama, 4% chance to win. And 13% to advance. Though, if you, instead of asking the odd makers, ask 538, they have it a bit different. They have... Tunisia at 14% and Panama all the way up at 30% chance to advance. They have Belgium, clear favorite at 80%, and England, still pretty big favorite at 75%. But the point is it's a group with two clear favorites, and and 538 uh, says it best in their summary. Belgium and England will be extremely pleased with how the draw turned out for them as they've combined, as their combined chances of making it out of the group stages are the highest of any two teams in the same group. What's more, they don't play each other until the final round of the group stage. So depending on how they fare against Tunisia and Panama, the Belgians and English could have already qualified by the time they meet. Yeah, I mean, that 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 order matters so much because there's like, I don't see how there's any chance of Panama getting out of this group without what would have to be an epic collapse from either Belgium or England. And then on top of that, like they'd have to be the ones to capitalize on that collapse, not Tunisia. So Yeah. And now let me just give the 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 full odds before you give the score. The knockout stage, as I said before, I'm just going by the betting odds, not five thirty eight sees a little bit different, but the betting odds give them about a thirteen percent chance to advance out of the group. To make it to the quarterfinals three and a half percent, make it to the semifinals one percent, make it to the final point three percent. Win the World Cup, 0.1%. So one Panamanian dollar will return 1,000 Panamanian dollars. That is right there. Odds to win are 1,000 to 1, which is dead stinking last in the World Cup. Yeah, I mean, you know, this this team, just the, the odds on favorites, they will not make it through the group. And the other thing is that, like, having England playing Belgium last is such... That makes it so much harder for these other two teams because the only real road to advancement would be if Belgium and England draw or if one of them just beats up on the other one completely uh, in the first game, if they were playing in the first game, and then you can come in and like sweep things up. But that's not that's not going to happen now. <laughs> and, the, and the worst part about it is in that England-Belgium match, it's guaranteed that one of them will have already qualified. So 
one of the teams will almost certainly have nothing to play for or a draw will be all that they need. It's so, just, like that, that game has a, we've already qualified as long as both of us, like, you know, as long as like one of us doesn't beat the other one by like but five just, nothing. You can imagine the situation. Yeah. What if England does fuck up and they only draw Tunisia and they go into that last game needing a win and it's like, Belgium's already won the first two. So that like, you know, Belgium obviously wants to draw or win and get through, but they don't really care. And right, maybe right. they actually look at the draw and they're like, hey, if we lose this game, like it, it actually might help our draw or whatever. Because if you're a quality team like Belgium, you don't actually really care who you're facing in the quarterfinals or England. Like what team is England really that afraid of, you know? Yeah, I mean, they're, you know, I mean, sometimes you look at it and there could end up being some like juicy quarterfinal match quarterfinal matchups but like you know i don't think that they you know but you're right they know that that for both belgium and england the goal is to make it to the final yeah so you know you're gonna have to go through at least two very very good teams to get there i don't just i i mean this is reflecting the odds but this could it could not be a worse group and draw for a team like panama like if if the last group we were talking about switch panama and peru panama would not be a thousand to one but no so look, we don't have to blame this. This is a speed round. This is Panama has too little a chance to make it through. Three out of ten. Three out of ten. Wow. All right. Give them a little bonus point for their first World Cup. Good for them. Yeah, that's fun. They took it from us. Yeah, it's <laughs> bastards. Hey, they earned it. Well, they, they did. Yeah, whatever. I mean, yeah, they didn't. They didn't cheat, right? Like, they won a game and we lost a game. They beat a team that was playing for nothing, and we lost to a team that was playing for nothing. Yeah, exactly. God, we suck. Okay, Dan, you ready for this? Yeah. Bum, 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 bum. Category two. Category two. We don't do that. That's group. Okay. All right. Look at this. We are. This is a lightning episode. Joe, I've got Cate- an idea for the category speed round. Six. For the speed round, pick two categories, and I'll read them both, and then you give both scores. <laughs> so category Cate- six and category five. All right. So I'll go in the order you said. Category six: fan culture from Super Fan Yannick. It seems like Panamanian fans really hate referees. One Panamanian recommended a rap song insulting the ref. Sent a YouTube link. We can post it in the the Reddit. Others said they lost important matches because of the refs. Makes you really think why refs hate Panamanians. Sadly, Panama's soccer governing body, Fepafoot, got punished for bad behavior of Panamanian fans, such as homophobic chants during qualifiers. Oh, boy. Not much else to find. Seems like fan culture is still developing. I mean, I guess this is their first World Cup. Rivals, Mexico and Costa Rica. But both of them don't really take Panama seriously. Again, it is their first World Cup. The chance, two people said this, Kui Ku translates to gay. Oh, boy. They use it when some player of the opposing team is exaggerating after a foul. Oh, boy. Five, food and couponing from Emily. Coupon is pronounced coupon in Spanish. Panama has Groupon and uses them for multiple services, like here in the States. Panamanian cuisine is a mix of the Spanish, African, and Native American influences with a strong connection to their Latin American and Caribbean neighbors. Corn and corn byproducts are a staple, along with rice and maize, are used to make empanadas, tortillas, and tamales. The national dish is sancocho, which is a stew filled with chicken and vegetables. 
Seafood, with items like fried fish and ceviche, is found at street vendors. Yuca is often used as seen in the popular yuca fries, as well as in the ditch Kari Manola, which is a fried yuca roll stuffed with meat and boiled eggs. Plantains, coconut, and mango are also used in various dishes for their taste and flavor. So have your casado, meat, coconut, rice, and beans with yuca, squash, and plantains, a beer, and kick back. That sounds delightful. Okay, fan culture, look, not that much fan culture to speak of. And then it seems like what little fan culture is there is homophobic. You know, no thank you. Uh, That's a one out of ten. Let's see on the food. You know, actually, the food sounds great. Uh, And Emily paints a really nice picture there. Eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. Wow. I think that's a speed score. But uh, what are our next two categories, Joe? Category three. No no, no time for debate. Category three, Dan. That doesn't exist. And? Okay. Uh, Category four, Dan. And? Ooh, category seven. Four and seven. The perfect combo. Wow, wow. So we'll have four through seven done. No problem. Top player to watch, Superfan David. It's none other than Christian Martinez of the Columbus Crew, 21 years old. He's a Ray Winger. David says, I'm not going to lie. This was my toughest job yet. There are (laughs) very few exciting prospects that have already made a name for themselves. However, I just saw him live in the stadium against the Philadelphia Union. Good for you, David, going to see soccer, supporting the goddamn MLS. U.S. soccer. Yeah, I love it. He's an aggressive player with quick turns. Has not been part of the national team recently and only has two appearances overall. Yet, he could be a good addition to the team, for which being in the World Cup is already amazing. And your beloved FIFA 18, his score is 66 with potential of 71. And then straight straight to seven, Joe. Atrocities. From Superfan Josh PhD. How do you feel about tax evasion? It's not an atrocity, but it's not great either. Panama has long provided a means for the world's ultra-wealthy and corrupt to conceal their wealth. The Panama Papers leak in 2016 revealed a massive list of tax evaders that included Putin associates, global arms dealers, and business people working with the North Korean regime. The Panamanian government enables a lot of this tax avoidance. Other than the tax haven thing, the country has been pretty chill, trusty level, caviar omelet with way, way too much black pepper. Oh, that's a little spicy. I mean, look. This top player to watch is obviously, what did David rank it again? Uh, I, I don't, I'm not sure I said it, but David gave him a a, uh, a dose. Yeah, I think I think the dose is right. With the only re- the only reason why it's a two is because he plays in America. So we'll give him some credit for that. Uh, uh, the atrocity level, though. I mean, look, look what what country doesn't want to be a tax haven for uh, the super wealthy? Come on. Uh, it's not so bad. Uh, let's say six out of ten. Six out of ten. Category eleven, Dan. Wait, hold on. I, I, I what did you give a one to? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, they're they're you gave super. A one to fe- oh, oh, I see. Yeah, they're super did. homophobic. Chicks. I see. Come I on. see what I did. I messed it up. All right, Joe. What's next? Category eleven, Dan. All right, National Anthem, and what else? And Category 8. Oh, wow. National Anthem and Celebrities. This is going to be crazy, Joe. All right. This dessert, well, I guess Category 9 takes this time, too. All right, let's go nuts, Joe. It's a speed episode. 
Let the speed happen. The national anthem, Himno Istemeño, is the national anthem of Panama. Spanish, Himno Nacional de Panama. The music was written by Santos A. Jorge, and the lyrics by Jeronimo de la Osa. Lyrics, directed at the working class. Ahead the shovel and the pick, at work without any more dilation, and we will be as such at work on Gawa of this fruitful world of Columbus. Fun facts. Tony says, nothing notable, but it's a jaunty song you might hear in a musical. So you know what, Joe? Let's listen. And the biggest celebrities, Joe, the bronze medalist. Actress, Jordana Brewer, who made her acting debut on the daytime soap opera, All My Children. Her acting breakthrough happened when she starred opposite Paul Walker and Vin Diesel in Fast and Furious as Mia Toretto. When she earned the role, she did not have her driver's license, so she took driving lessons during production. She went on to appear in a total of five movies in the Fast and Furious series. She currently stars Carson, in the, Carson loves those Fast and the Furious uh, celebrities. <laughs> I know. In the TV adaptation of Lethal Weapon, and wow, she clocks in at 
729,000 Twitter followers. I mean, if there were a former Playboy Playmate who was in the Fast and Furious movies and uh, uh, that movie Big Little Lies on HBO, Carson would be through the roof. (laughs) Season two, Joe, coming out sometime this year, along with season two of Westworld. It's going to be exciting. The Silver Medalist. Hey, I've heard of this person. The greatest closer of all time, Mariano Rivera, is the silver celebrity. Nicknamed the Sandman because every time Rivera entered a home game since 1998, Metallica's Enter Sandman would play. Rivera was the last player to wear Jackie Robinson's retired number 42. Rivera was part of the 90s and aughts Yankees dynasty, winning a total of five World Series titles, including the 1999 World Series MVP. Rivera is known for his cut fastball, a fastball pitch that has significantly more movement than a regular fastball. While he did not develop the pitch, he is widely credited for the popularization of the pitch. As it is now commonplace for pitchers to throw, Rivera holds the MLB record for saves at 652. His success at the volatile closer position is unparalleled. He comes in at a surprisingly low 135,000 Twitter followers. Wow, he's got to be... He's got to be more interesting on Twitter. Apparently. Yeah, probably, probably isn't that exciting. Anyways, the gold medalist is boxing legend Roberto Duran. Duran has held undisputed world titles in four different weight classes. Lightweight, welterweight, light middleweight, and middleweight. He is currently ranked as the 15th greatest boxer of all time by BoxRec and is considered the greatest lightweight boxer of all time. In 1980, Duran defeated Sugar Ray Leonard in the brawl in Montreal to win the welterweight title. In another notable fight, no mas, Duran abruptly ended the rematch with Leonard, simply saying, no mas. In 2001, Duran released a failed salsa music album in Argentina. (laughs) Duran, nicknamed Manos de Pedra, or Hands of Stone, clocks in with a career record of 103 and 16, and he has 71,000 Twitter followers. I mean, now I want to go listen to this uh, album. All right, Joe, take the two categories in whatever order you want. Oh, okay. First of all, just to set the record straight, Trevor Hoppin was better than Mariano Rivera, so uh, not not the greatest closer of all time. I mean, that's obviously not true by every statistical measure, but... It's, no, it's... It, okay, whatever. We can dig into it some other time. This is a speed episode. Okay. Uh, that's not a good hill to die on. Mariano <laughs> Rivera was fucking good. He was very good. Trevor Hoffman was better. Um, Not true. So the the anthem, I've already forgotten it, and it was too long. Oh, no. Four out of ten. Uh, the celebrities are actually fairly good for a really small country. So I'm going to give it like right on like a little bit of a curve, six and a half. All right. Hey, check it out. I found Roberto Duran's uh, salsa album. Is it good? It's not bad. No, I mean, I don't know why this is a failed album. I think he's got some talent. One category left, Joe. Yeah, just play the music in the background. Go for it. Let's go. Lying at the crossroads, uh, system of government head of state from fans emeritus Bez and Ryan. 
Lying at the crossroads of the North and South American continents and the Atlantic and the Pacific Oceans, Panama is of immense strategic importance. This has made Panama the frequent object of U.S. attention. The United States supported its secession from Colombia in 1903 and secured a sovereign zone in which to build the Panama Canal, which remained under U.S. control from 1914 until 1999. The U.S. invaded Panama in 1989 to depose a former ally, military ruler Manuel Noriega, over his repressive rule and use of the country as a center for drug trafficking. However, it is for a feat of engineering, the canal connecting the Atlantic and Pacific Oceans, that Panama is famous. Every year, more than 15,000 vessels make the eight-hour journey through the waterway, which makes a substantial contribution to the country's economy. The politics of Panama take place in a framework of a presidential representative democracy. The politics of Panama take place in a framework of a presidential representative democratic republic with a multi-party system, whereby the president of Panama is both head of state and head of government. Executive power is exercised by the president. Legislative power is vested in the National Assembly. There is no Senate. Ugh. The dominant political parties in Panamanian history have been the PRD and the Panamanista. These parties were founded by the charismatic and strong political enemies Omar Tohiro and Arnufo Arias. Even though these leaders died years ago, their aura is revived. Their aura is revived by their followers, and they are present in every election. Panamanian politics have historically been corrupt. A sign of this is the lack of young votes in the referendum of 2006, showing a lack of confidence in Panamanian politics and politicians. Lately, the Panamanian society and press have been fighting for improvements. Let's learn a little bit more about the president, Juan Carlo Vrea. Why you might like him. Executive vice president of the leading liquor production and distribution company in Panama. If you got Varea Hermanos rum for your drinks tonight, you're drinking his product. I, I may have. I'll have to check. Well, that's pretty good. Takes credit for social welfare programs put in place by the previous administration, which he worked for as the foreign minister and vice president before being fired for refusing to back a re-election referendum. Why you might not like him. Accused of taking bribes from a Brazilian construction company, the same one which bribed Peru's former president led to his resignation. The company has admitted to bribing officials in 12 Latin American countries to win contracts. And, of course, as Superfan Josh said, Panama is a renowned money laundering hub, and during his presidential campaign, Juan Carlos was accused of partially funding his campaign with laundered money. I mean, think about Panama. I mean, they have a real, like, monopoly on the canal game, right? I mean, like, don't you think that, like, if you were Honduras, wouldn't you try and build the Honduras Canal? I, I don't think you can. I think anybody would love to get in that canal game, but I think it's it's a Panamanian monopoly. I mean, Costa Rica is pretty, like, narrow, too, but they, they kind of don't need it. Costa Rica is doing fine. I mean, I think if you could build a canal, you'd build a canal. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can read about the, the Panama Canal, but it is a uh, an absolute feat of engineering, and it only works because... But, like, every time a ships go through, it, like, uses, like, a gazillion gallons of water to, like, move the ship up and down. But because Panama's, like, in the middle of a rainforest, it, it's, like supplied by this lake that has like infinite rainfall it, it they're really 
have like a lot of structural yeah. reasons why this Panama Canal. It, I mean, no, it, I mean, I guess I just wonder like. Is a canal like okay? So they have ten percent of their GDP, and like a lot of their like their their like wealth as a nation is dependent on this canal. Is a canal something that like is something better going to come along? And then it's like, oh, we don't need your stupid canal anymore. And then it's like they're dead. Yeah, I just don't think so. Ships are just such a chip a cheap way to ship stuff, and they always will be like. Even if the ships are, like, robotic ships, they're still going to have to go... It, like, unless the ships can, like, crawl onto land and, like, walk over it, like... I think the Panama Canal is one thing that is very future-proof. And what about, like... What about... What about drones? Like, shipping drones. Like, big, like, shipping container drones. But the point is, they're still going to have to go through the Panama... It'll still be so much cheaper, just from the amount of gas, to go through the Panama Canal to go all the way around South America. No, but they're no, but they're drones. They they can fly too. They are like, they they're they're ninety percent on the water, but they can fly over small areas of land. I mean, maybe, but and they're solar powered too. <laughs> it's possible, but I think that's really the distant future. Okay, what about what about teleportation? Uh, teleportation would definitely make the Panama Canal completely obsolete. So they should be they should be doing what they can to like fight teleportation. Any teleportation research, they should be crushing. As far as we know, they might be. Like, they might be, like, money launder for anybody, but then they ask, they're like, the only question on the money laundering thing is, like, is this at all helping to support teleportation? Yeah. Otherwise, we will not launder your money. <laughs> We're not doing it. No. No. Which is smart. Good for them. Um, you know, once again, another country that's, like, you know, fairly corrupt. You know, the money, you know, but... It seems like there's more present day corruption. I was gonna say than Peru, but Peru, their president just resigned like three weeks ago. Yeah, in a giant corruption scandal. Although yeah. Joe, if our president resigned in a giant corruption scandal, it would be like great. We are too corrupt for our president to have to resign. I know it's bad. Uh, no, Peru seems fine. Five out of ten. All right, one category left, oh, Joe. Panama seems fine. Whatever, whatever we're talking about. <laughs> The, since you have that background music, I literally can't edit it anymore. So this is all ever since ever since you started playing this, I just it's all that's it's fine, all in, including what I'm is, saying right now is pure gold. Okay, last category: the drink. I mean, grapefruit Lacroix and rum is a legitimately good drink, Dan. What are you drinking again? I was drinking the Italian soda with grenadine and the Panamanian rum. I think we found some good drinks tonight, Dan. I mean, look, this this is clearly no pisco out. Like this is this drink is a dime a dozen. But I'm not drinking. I, I mean, it's a clear indication of like how important your country's drink is. Like when I went to Bevmo, there were multiple varieties of Peruvian pisco. Like yes, I had my yes. choice. There was one type of Panamanian rum, and it might be because this like guy who made it bribed the people. I, I'm going to go check to see. <laughs> He's if it's a goddamn like, president of the country. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to check to see if it's this guy's rum. But uh, you know, it, it's just normal rum. There's nothing. We've had multiple iconic drinks from countries, not the least of which was Peru, which we just did. But this is there's nothing iconic about the type of alcohol that they export to the United States. It's a great point, Dan. Three out of ten. 
All right, Joe, they total in at 39 points, which might be the lowest yet, actually. Yeah, it's the lowest overall, of course, and it also is the lowest average. Wow. At 4.33, really hurt by that one in the uh, fan culture. Really hurt by the three and too good, too bad. Really hurt by the two and player to watch. I mean, Joe, I've known for a long time you've been anti-MLS, and, you know, it comes out in your rankings, so they're the lowest the lowest of the low, Joe. They did not hold up to my deep canalysis. <laughs> All right. They went through the canal, did not make it out the other side, stuck in the Pacific. And Unfortunately, Joe, Panama's not, not making it through. Joe, do we have our, our, our Reddit question for this speed episode? Do you want to ask a stupid question like who's the better closer, Trevor Hoffman or Mariano Rivera? No, no, no. I already know the answer to that. Uh, well, I alluded to it, but I don't know if you paid attention to the fact that there's a, actually a big controversy amongst my, my Tottenham Hotspur right now. What is it? And I would like our Reddit fan community to weigh in. I'm happy to go post a video. So, but first Harry of all, you K- said in the last episode you were going to post the five speed things you never did. Like, I'm going to do it. No, I'm going to do it after this episode. You are making big promises, Joe. No, I wanted to wait. I wanted to wait. But I will post a video for this one. I'll post the poll question. Uh, Harry Kane is going for the golden boot against your boy, Dan Mo Salah, who you love. Look, the Egyptian Messi. Maybe he has my birthday, too. He might. Uh, And there was a very controversial goal over the weekend where where Christian Eriksen had this amazing, uh, whatever it was, uh, you know, this amazing free kick, which, whether it was meant to be a cross or a shot, it went in. And Harry Kane kind of like looked like he he kind of jumped for it. And then he like starts celebrating like it's his goal. But every video that you see, you cannot see him touching it. But he swear he swore on his daughter's life that he touched the ball. Mm. So the goal has now been credited to Christian Eriksen. And Tottenham Hotspur are appealing to have it count for Harry Kane. But of course, these are two players on the same team. Christian Eriksen hasn't said anything. But I mean, he must be annoyed by this. So I want to post a video. I want people to say, is it a Christian Harrison goal or does anyone see anything that makes it a Harry Kane goal? Wow. Wow. This is what Tottenham is, is uh, concerning their season right now. Boy, it is tough when you got one of those Champions League spots locked away. Like what the things Stop. you have to it's do. It's not to, locked away. We're still in FA Cup contention. There's a lot of important things happening this season. The thing you have to do to, oh, well, the FA Cup, that, I mean, that's really all you've got. What? Dan. You're ten. You're ten points clear of Chelsea. Give me a break. <sighs> With I, I'm, I'm not celebrating yet. All right. Well, I'm celebrating. Post in the Reddit, everybody. Go to Reddit.com/slash/rjoepicks. The Joe Picks subreddit. We'll have all sorts of stuff in there. We're gonna have our great Peruvian stuff in there. We're gonna have our great Panamanian stuff in there. And, uh, yeah, that's it. Great doubleheader, Joe. Great speed episode. We did it in under an hour. That's pretty fun. Yes. All right. Thanks, Dan. All right. See you, Joe.